Hello and welcome to 60 Minutes with a lovely, lovely spotlight show with me, your host Chris. And I'm joined, as always, by the most amazing person in the whole wide world. It's Adam Parry. How are you? Well, I don't know if I'd agree with that, but hello. <laughs> well, I kind of like I'd used my tally of lovelies because I usually say it's the lovely, lovely Mr. Adam Parry. So I thought I can't say that because anyway. Uh, jump to the best person ever. Yeah, well, you know, why not? Jesus is not going to be happy. <laughs> well, you know, that that's arguable if he exists and all that kind of jazz. But we won't get into that because we're not that kind of podcast. Uh, anyway, um, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, all, all, all good in the hood, as they say in um, somewhere where there's a hood. Like a yes. coke yes. shop. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, for people who are listening for the first time, I always say this. Uh, this... <laughs> I know, I do. This is this show is all about revisiting films from our childhood or from our youth that we have really good memories of, and we we revisit the film uh, with our adult heads on, and we decide whether or not they uh, they still are really good films or if there are the bollocks. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, We've uh, not done too bad so far. Yeah, I think we we've done pretty well. If you want to have a look at the films that we've um, we've reviewed over the past few months since September last year, was it? I think was it, was it that long ago? Crikey, something like that. Yeah, um, because we joked, didn't we? We said that we did our October or we re- released our October Halloween episode in oh yeah at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, we, we've got a, a bit of a catalogue building up and uh, we take it in turns. So if you go to 60minuteswith.co.uk, uh, then you, if you sort of like go all the down the podcasts that we've got, we've got like a million podcasts that we release. But if you look for the spotlight shows, the reflection ones, then I'm sure that you will, uh, you'll find a film that you may have seen when you were a kid and then you can go back and listen to what we thought. The last film that we talked about was AWOL uh, or, well, lots of different names. <laughs> Lionheart, if you want to call it that, for, with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, that was that was good. I enjoyed That's that good. show. Yeah, it was a good, good, good show. That and a good film. Yeah, we. I think we spoke for two hours and thirty minutes or so. Yeah, about... only like an hour longer than the film. <laughs> We'd be rubbish at commentaries. Oh, we would. Yes. Um, but anyway, we alternate the picks, and that was my pick. So this pick for this uh, particular show was yours, and the movie is. <laughs> don't leave me hanging i'm not oh, just a dramatic pause the the the, the movie is space balls from 1987 yeah uh so directed by uh mel brooks um it was his birthday recently i think dave informed me he's, yeah, he's about 93 or something like that yeah something like that um i mean we'll talk we'll have a chat about him in a little bit but uh why did you pick this film what what are your sort of memories of it Right. I remember watching this on VHS as a rental um, when it came out. I don't know why I picked it, to be honest. I can't remember. But I remember guffawing and hooting and hollering quite a lot at it. And um, at the time, I was uh, young enough to have a babysitter. And then she was kind enough to buy me it for Christmas. Oh. I mean, all right, I got space balls. I know Ben used to have sex with his babysitters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just got videos instead well you know there's nothing wrong with that i guess uh, yeah. it depends on your babysitter i mean 
That's true. She no, she won't. No, no she won't much. To be oh. fair. Oh, fair enough. Well, it was very nice of her to buy space balls for you. It was actually, yeah. That was like nine pounds ninety nine back then, which was quite a lot of money back then. Mm. But was but no, it was, it was. Yeah, for ten pounds, you could either buy a video or a cockatiel from the local pet shop. <laughs> yes. Um, f- so, when was the last time you watched this? Ugh, um, I haven't watched it on anything other than VHS. So, and I got rid of my VHS player in 1999, wow. and I don't think I would have watched it, you know, because I was I was well moody back then. So I, would, I was in more into stuff like The Crow. So that was probably gathering dust for quite a few years before then. So a long time ago, I think mm. I, I guess early to mid 90s, maybe. Mm. Yeah, big difference between the Spaceballs and The Crow. Uh, yeah. Funnily enough, The Crow is on our list of movies uh, to talk about because we've got a big long list of films that we want to go through, which is probably going to keep us going until we're about, well, the same age as Mel Brooks, I would imagine. Yeah, And the Uh, best thing about that is, though, our youth will then be the age we are now. Yes. Mm. So So this is like an infinite podcast. It is. Yes. Until we shuffle off our mortal coil. Uh, (laughs) A cheery thought. Anyway. um, (laughs) Um, my memories of watching, I've seen this probably once and it may well have been, I've seen bits of it. Do you know what I mean? Sort of since then, but weirdly have a sort of, um, quite a a vivid recollection of watching this on VHS. Similarly to you, I was probably a teenager. I was at school, um, and somebody had uh, lent it to me, uh, you know, uh, uh, from school. Uh, I can't remember who exactly. And and I remember watching it because uh, I was a big fan of Star Wars, obviously, growing up and probably laughing my ass off and, you know, at different parts of it. And so I've got quite good memories of it as well, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, I watched this last night, as we always tend to do. We we watch the films quite close to when we record, just to keep yeah. them fresh, fresh in our minds. So, is it that, or is it just, we just leave it to the last minute for no reason at all? <laughs> Probably, because uh, we were going to record this show about two weeks ago, weren't we? Yes, yes, uh, we were. But we got sidelined. So yes, we did. With one thing and another. Uh, but that's fine, because, you know, it's not like we get paid for this shit, is it, really? No. Well, um, Dave, Dave keeps it all. Yeah, the bastard. Um so Spaceballs then, um, like you said, released in um, 1987 and uh, it's got a 7.1 out of 10 on Metacritic. Yeah, um, is that our highest Metacritic score so far? It's got to be up there out of 166,790. So that is, that's not bad, is it really? Yeah. No, not at all, because we've, most of the ones we've watched have sort of been around the five mark. Yes. Maybe a six if if you're feeling particularly flash. If you're lucky, yeah. Uh, And it stars uh, Mel Brooks. Uh, He plays a couple of parts in it. You've got, he plays uh, a character called President Scroob Mm -hmm. uh, and Yogurt, which will make more sense later on when we get to it. Uh, John Candy, uh, sadly missed, and uh, who plays a character called Barf. He does. Uh, who's sort of like a bit like um, he's he's Chewbacca, isn't he? Yeah, he's, pretty he's much. yeah, pretty much. What what did what did he call himself when they were talking about him? He's like uh, uh, a half man, half dog. A mog, a mog, a morg, yeah. or something like that. Isn't I, think, it? I think it's just mog, not the most original crossing of man. And dog. I was either going to be a mog or a or a Dan. 
And it couldn't be a Dan because then his name would be Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got Rick Moranis, um, yep. who plays Dark Helmet, so yep. Darth Vader. Uh, Bill Pullman, who plays Lone Star. Um, Han Solo. Han Solo. Uh, Daphne, is this Zuniga? Are you oh, name? I was hoping you weren't going to ask me that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Zuniga. 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 Yeah, Zuniga. <laughs> Zuniga. Yeah, Zuniga sounds more um, correct. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, she's Princess Vespa. Yeah, or Princess Leia. Yeah, uh, and then you've got uh, uh, other characters uh, such as Dick Van Patten. Now, this is one of the ones because we tend to like give each other clues as to for you know at the end of the show like yeah. who's in the next film for us to guess i i didn't know you because you mentioned some of these names and i ain't got yeah them, i i ignored the famous well what i would class as the famous people and read out the the lesser knowns because yeah. uh makes it harder to guess makes it more fun um i guarantee you won't get who the film i'm gonna pick after this but even if i tell you all the actors in it you won't have a fucking clue uh or you might do i could yeah, be- i might do if i've seen it thank you very much <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he plays King <laughs> so, uh, King Roland, who is Princess Vespa's uh, dad. Uh, then you got um, other characters: George Weiner, who plays Car- <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Yeah, um, and then oh. Michael Winslow pops up in it from yes. Police Academy, doing doing what he does. Yeah, that's Briefly. all he can do, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know he used to be able to book him, book him for parties? Really? Yeah, one of my old jobs. Um, bloke i knew used to go through people who were like big in the 80s but not massive stars and see if you could hire them yeah. and yeah you could get in contact with michael winslow and hire him for weddings and things and we just turn up make noises and fuck off again no way that's yeah. awesome <laughs> you could try and book him but it was america only <laughs> ah fair enough um uh, and then uh, i suppose probably the other main character in it is um dot matrix uh yes. played by or voiced by joan rivers yeah uh, she's like the female c3po isn't she yeah Pretty sort much, of. yeah, like the attitude of an R two D two, but the the body of a of a female C three PO sex doll, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we mentioned Mel Brooks. Um, I mean, you know, you think about Mel Brooks films. It, 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 there's, it, there's some classics that he's made. Yeah. Some classics. It's fair to say. And uh, you know, it, it, you should people should go and check out the the Wilder Ride because uh, they go through the or the movies of Gene Wilder. Or well, they did uh, their first two se- seasons. Yeah. Uh, now they're doing something slightly different because of other commitments. Uh, but they talked about Blazing Saddles. Minute by yeah. minute, they went through that film. Blazing Saddles uh, and Young Frankenstein, haven't they? And, so. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. So, you know, and I hadn't watched Young Frankenstein until probably about a year ago. Uh, it was just one of those films that I'd never seen, you know. Uh, so I might sort of forced myself to sit down and watch it because everybody says, you know, it's a classic. And it, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Really, really cracking film. Uh, and obviously Blazing Saddles is a film I've watched loads. I can't yeah. even tell you how many times I've watched it. It's, it's one I used to watch as a kid, which... You know, considering a lot of the language in it is... <laughs> yeah. Times were different then. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember... Uh, it, I, I don't know how this came about, but we had somebody, a man, who my dad worked with, come and stay with us for a... Oh, I. Is this going to lead to some touching? <laughs> for a little while. And I'm not entirely sure why. I just remember it... <laughs> This sounds incredibly dodgy. I know. Well, I always come up with some dodgy stories, don't I? Uh, he he came and lived with us for a little while, and he lived in my old 
spare bedroom. Um, when you and, say old, is it the old room that you used to stay in, or was it your old room at the time? So was he in the same room as you? No, he wasn't in the same room as me. Stop Did you have to... to refer to him as Uncle Something? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but and this, well, you, this story is going to make it sound even worse. But then there were some occasions where, but I, I, the only thing I remember about him is he looked like Nigel Mansell. He got like the Nigel Man- Mansell tash kind of thing. Excellent. My brother used to have one of them. Brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, anyway, so I think he was going through marital problems or something. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway th- this man just turned up at the house for, for no reason whatsoever. And um, we sat down together and watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And okay. I remember him absolutely loving it. So I don't think he'd seen it before. And we sat down, we watched it. And then um, we, we, I said, oh, you know, should we watch another film? The, the You know, tomorrow or something or whatever. Anyway, I thought I'll put Blazing Saddles on. And I thought he's going to fucking love this because it's a comedy and it's hilarious. You know, yeah. the, whole, the whole thing in it, you know, the farting scenes, all everything about it. It's brilliant. I love it. And he didn't laugh once. Really? Now, don't really? yeah, no, I don't know if that's because he was embarrassed because he's sitting there watching this with essentially a teenager or a you know a young kid, somebody who's half his age at least. Yeah. Um, and you know whether he would have been embarrassed to laugh at some, or maybe he thought you really shouldn't be watching this film. Uh, you know, so that's kind of my one of my memories of Blazing Saddles, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> watching it with a Nigel Mansell lookalike that moved into your home randomly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I mean, like Blazing Saddles is uh, you know it's a film in its own right, but it's like a spoof of you know westerns, and it's got its own messages and things going on. Yeah, which there's will... a whole satirical edge to it though as well, which definitely elevates it just beyond like a standard spoof film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's funny because you know I always think of um, Mel Brooks and and he's sort of he's one of those directors that if you sort of look at the first load of films that he's directed and i, I have to say I'm, I'm not seeing all of them but you know they're, they're, they're generally always really well regard i've seen the producers uh the, the one after that i've not seen the 12 chairs don't know i don't know what that is blazing no, saddles absolute classic same year young frankenstein uh silent movie heard about can't i've not seen it high anxiety again heard history of the world part one so this is sort of like 60s, 70s, and then you're into the early 80s. And then there's a big break from 81 to 87 where yeah. he, then, he then went into Spaceballs. And then after that, a movie called Life Stinks, which I've heard about, which apparently is crap. Um, and then you got Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Again, not watched, but heard it's crap. And then you, the last film he directed was uh, Dracula, Dead and Loving It with Leslie oh. Nielsen. Oh, no. Which I've not seen. Um, I didn't realise that was a Mel Brooks film. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, a long time ago. I, I have it in my lesser Nielsen category. Oh, okay. So I've not seen that. and I, But it almost makes you sort of think a little bit about um, like John Carpenter or John Landis, yeah. who ha- you know started out have, making amazing films and then towards the later part of their career, you know, or the, the movies they made towards the latter part of their career, were just a bit crap really yeah or, they seem to lose the the bravery in filmmaking and then just churn out generic things which were almost the sort of films that they were rebelling against when they made their best films yeah because because if you yeah. think about the producers 
and Blazing Saddles, you know, what's what's going on in those movies? You know, comparing it to, say, like Spaceballs or, you know, sort of, well, fucking Dracula, dead and loving it. Um, they're totally opposite ends of the scale, aren't they? Yeah, some have something to say and, and some of them just, just, just don't. Mm. I think when you when you just go in comedy, when you just go all out, more or less, pretty much just a spoof film. It's a difficult one to do because they age really quickly. Yeah, but if you think about them, I mean, looking at the cast, image classic nineties cast, isn't it? Really, you mm. know, in terms of John Candy and Rick Moranis. I mean, they were the you know on the they were in everything back when yeah. I was a kid. You know, um, and uh, you know some some cracking films they've both been in. So. Um, but yes, there you go. I mean, have you, have you got any particular favourite spoof or parody movies that you quite like? Mm. Obviously, Airplane. Not, I've got my favourite. Yeah, Airplane. Airplane's great. Um, I was going to say, because like Naked Gun series, is, is that a parody? I'd say that... so. Yeah, because they tend to have like, you know, they take the mickey out of other cop yeah, shows yeah and, but it's more than just a parody it's it's just really sharp as well and really well yeah. written so yeah, yeah. The naked gun series airplane um hot shots part hot shots, de, part I particularly de, liked. yeah uh, yeah uh, recently i don't know that this sort of film unless i've missed something it seems to have got out of favor you had all those cheap shitty ones that came out i say recently it was probably a decade ago oh uh, i like, like uh, spartan oh. movie or whatever it's called or or you know what i can't remember what they're called oh scary movie as scary well. scary movie like that, that was yeah. it yeah but yeah. there's other ones even like even cheaper ones where they literally have a scene mocking a trailer of a film that wasn't even out yet one of them did like in there they did a pirates of the caribbean 2 spoof in it and that came out before pirates of the caribbean 2 came out so it gives you an idea of how cheap and about how how that dates things as well when you just if you're just aping other films, then it just tends to date things really badly. You need, I'd say, Airplane and Naked Gun and stuff are, are way more timeless because they're they're going after like a genre rather than a specific film or target most of the time. Yeah, it's yeah, much wittier. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the ones I really like. It's called Top Secret. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that with. Val I've Kilmer. never seen it. No, I've, I, I, I don't know where. I, I heard that recently. I say recently. It's probably about a year ago. Mentioned somewhere, and I keep meaning to watch it, but um, don't think it's available on any of the on any of the services. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Um, where, where is it? Um, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Uh, oh what... yes, yes. I'm, yeah, that's that's just popped up on Netflix. I think hasn't it? And, yeah, uh, I've only seen that once. That could that could be added, maybe. Yeah, mm. there was a uh, another one, uh, Loaded Weapon with Emilio. Oh Estevez. yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought that on a uh, pirate video in Cyprus. Yeah, and <laughs> it's all very <laughs> good until that. Yeah, it's all very good until someone got up out of the seat in front of where the camera was. <laughs> yeah, and went I, for a shit or I something. That, I did that with uh, Judge Dredd and Batman Returns. Uh, no, not Batman Returns. Batman um, Forever. Because yeah. uh, you can tell the year that was 1995. So yeah, I went to it was Tenerife, and yeah. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? Though they can sort of just you know you walk into a, just a, a regular shop, and there was a load of videos or DVDs, totally dodgy, just being sold. It, I remember didn't have DVDs when I went. It was only VHS, and it happened. So it was like mm, whatever year Silence of the Lambs came out, because I remember we, we'd been to Cyprus before we went there, and all of a sudden it was like you could buy. Jurassic Park and Science of the Lambs and, and Loaded Weapon 1 and like hundreds of films and 
I bought Robocop 3, and it didn't come out in the cinema over here for about another 18 months. Bloody hell. Not, not surprised, because it was a turd. But yeah. I thought... <laughs> yeah, all these, all these dodgy films. And they used to show them on the television channels they had available as well. It was weird. Uh, another good one. I, I, I don't know, even remember where I saw this, but it's called Fatal Instinct, and it's directed by um, Carl Reiner, who just recently I think passed away. I may have seen it. Yeah, that's a good one because that's sort of like a piss take on the uh, you know yeah. uh, basic instinct and and those kind of sex thrillers that were big in the nineties, weren't they? The horny Michael Douglas film. That's the one. Yes, um, I've just looked. I'm looking at this list on um, Wikipedia. Uh, parody films. There's one here. I don't know whether it's genuine or not because there's no link to it. But it's from 1984. It just caught my eye because it's got the best title in the world. Chucky. And Willy Wanker's Chocolate Starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. I wonder what uh, genre that might be. Mm, but the, Well, it's there, but there's no link to it, sadly. Um, anyway, shall we have a listen to the trailer for Spaceballs? Yes. There it is, Planet Druidian. And underneath the air shield, 10,000 years of fresh air. We must get through that airship. We will, sir. Once we kidnap the princess, we can force her father, King Roland, to give us the combination to the airship, thereby destroying planet Druidia and saving planet Spaceball. Everybody got that? Spaceballs, the movie. Princess Vespa spaceship within range, sir. Good. What's going on? It's either the 4th of July, or someone's trying to kill us! Now we will show her who is in charge of this galaxy. If you do not give me the combination to the air shield, Dr. Slotkin will give your daughter back her old nose! No! Only one man and his trusted companion can save planet Druidia from disaster. Okay, Eagle 5, coming in. Own star. First, they must learn the secrets of yogurt. Yogurt? I am the keeper of a greater magic. The force? No. The Schwartz. Avoid capture on a distant planet. Tell them to comb the desert, you hear me? Comb the desert! Found anything yet? We ain't found. Battle the entire Spaceball Army. Shut my ear! Holy! And escape the clutches of Dark Helmet. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Abandon ship! Proceed to escape pods! What the hell's the matter with this seatbelt? When does this happen in the movie? Spaceballs, the movie. How do I know you're not making faces at me under that thing? And may the Schwartz be with you. There you go. That was the trailer. Um, as I, was, I watched it earlier on, it, as trailers go, I don't think it's particularly exciting <laughs> i don't know i wouldn't have watched that and gone oh i've got to see that because it, 
yeah, it's just it, it hasn't got the best jokes in it, and it sort of gives away the entire plot, and it's not very, I don't know, not very driving, is it? It's just mm. sort of a series of scenes, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, so, um, shall we have a quick look at the uh, at the the old Metacritic? Then, have you got that up in front of you? Yes, I have. So we'll pick. Uh, so we'll we'll do. Uh, well, I, I should say. I, well, it's been ages since I've done this, but I'll tell everybody anyway. I pinched this off Game Burst a podcast <laughs> when they used to sort of pick talk about a game, but they'd pick a, a good review, a medium review, and a crap review. So just so at least people can't say, "Well, you stole that," but I think they stole it from something anyway. Right? Do you want to yeah. take a good one? A good review. I'll go for top of the pile, which is a uh, seventy-five from a Mister or Mrs. J Carr, or them could be a them. Anyway, J Carr of the Boston Globe, and they have put uh, Spaceballs has the happy air of a comic enterprise that knows it's going right. It just keeps spritzing the gags at us, borscht belt style. I don't know what, what does that mean. I have no idea. Okay, borscht belt style, confidently and rightly sensing that if we don't laugh at this one, uh, we'll laugh at the next, and so we do. After a long, dry spell, Brooks is back on the money with Spaceballs. Mm. Uh, this one is Empire magazine uh, from the UK. Uh, subtlety has never been Brooks's thing, but even blunt blows need to be well-aimed. And while Spaceballs doesn't exactly miss its targets, it certainly bounces off them embarrassingly. And that's a 40. Okay, right. I'll, uh, I'll get in that barrel and... Fist the bottom of it. Oh. Here we find uh, the Washington Post. Uh, Spaceballs is actually a kind of comic black hole. All in all, the movie is about as funny as having coffee spilled in your lap. Except there's no burn. Just the slightly embarrassing, uncomfortable, all wet feeling. Oh, dear. Um, uncomfortable, all wet feeling. Isn't that if like a lady's turned on? Well, it could be. I'd say I'd ask my wife, but it's been a while since that's happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Spaceballs then. Um, I th- having looked into this, I think it did well enough financially. Um, didn't, you know, blow any records or anything like that or make any records. Uh, I think its budget was about $22 million and then it grossed $38 million, uh, in the US. Um, so it's probably made up its sales, you know, in video, the video market and everything. Yeah. There's been talk about a sequel for, uh, well, forever, I think, but I doubt that's likely to happen. Um, I don't think don't think so. I mean, is, is Rick Moranis still, is he still retired? I don't know. Is it, has he actually retired from acting? I'm not sure because I, 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 well, I keep hearing, well, I say I keep hearing, occasionally you read something saying, uh, well, you know, when they were going about Ghostbusters 3, trying to get Rick Moranis to come back for that, because I, I can't remember the last time I even saw Rick Moranis in anything. No, no. no. so, yeah, it, uh, well, obviously it's going to be difficult to bring John Candy back, isn't it? Um, yeah, not these days, you can just, uh, you just CGI him up. That's right, yes, very true. Uh, I'm sure there's some way that they could sort of, you know, make out that it, he's turned into a dog or you know a full a full dog <laughs> um or something uh but yeah have you got a synopsis for this um uh, uh, i'm gonna just drop you in it <laughs> da, 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 da. oh yes there's a really short synopsis there's a big there's a big old story there and i thought i won't read that and at the top there's a uh really short synopsis so we'll go for that because it's easier so uh <clears throat> 
A star pilot and his sidekick must come to the rescue of a princess and save the galaxy from a ruthless race of beings known as Spaceballs. Mm. There you go. Um, and as usual, I will ask the question, uh, how many pages of notes have you written whilst you're watching um, this film? Five. Ooh, see, I've done four and a bit, but they are on A4 pages. Yeah, mine, mine's A4, and again, it's not whole lines. Most of them are a third of a line. Yeah, and, and as always, because I did this usually in the, it's usually in the dark, um, it's now time to figure out what the fuck I actually wrote. Uh, this so, is possibly my worst attempt at handwriting like a human being that I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, because last time you were telling us all about your artistic skills and, and how you drew a homeless dog. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought yeah. was awesome. No, this is this is uh yeah, this is terrible. Um uh, <laughs> yeah, this is awful. I'm I'm not sure how I'm gonna decipher this, but if mm. I do, I'm doing well. Yeah. I've, I must admit, when um you picked this film, I was thinking it's because <clears throat> when we what we usually do is we tend to obviously we go through the movie, don't we? Sort of like scene by scene or you know, the, the scenes that that you know make us um think about something or we you know yeah. we write down what we see but with a, a comedy or a very sort of visual sort of like uh comedic film it's difficult i was thinking oh how are we going to do this because it's sort of a bit like when you explain the joke to somebody it's never funny is it you know no. and it's, so it's kind of i was, think, I was thinking how should, and i just thought oh, fuck it let's just <laughs> <laughs> i have to admit I, I was thinking how are we going to approach something that's a pure comedy yeah uh, have well, I just have I just dug us into a gigantic hole? No, I think it's it's fine because we we can do and it is well, obviously you know we'll so it's going to be one of those I think we'll, we'll obviously we'll be going through it and and talking about what it, what we thought was funny and what what yeah. might, you know what worked for us and what you know maybe didn't work for us and so I think it'll be kind of one of those kind of conversations. Yeah, I'm hoping I think so. so. But um, anyway, I mean it, it is one. I mean it's obviously. I watched this uh, with my wife last night and, you know, she fell asleep at one point through it. But then <laughs> that's no reflection on the movie. I, that's just because I think she was tired. But she fell asleep for a little bit and then she woke up and I said, what did you think of the film? The bits that you saw, obviously. And uh, she said, well, it's it's one of those that you if you like Star Wars, you'll get more out of it, which I think that's a fair point, isn't it? If you've never yeah. seen Star Wars, <laughs> you're not going to get some of the jokes. But it's not just I mean, the, the vast majority is. A, a piss take on star wars but yeah, there's other stuff much. in there as well yeah isn't there? there's, a, there's a few other bits and bobs it's just unusual to have like a star wars spoof in 87 it seems a bit some of the things it goes into it just seems to arrive a bit late to spoof it because spoofs usually happen fairly quickly afterwards while things are still in the public eye kind of thing whereas i'm trying to think when return of the jedi was at 84 83, yeah, yeah. So, like four years later, we're suddenly doing a, a Star Wars parody. Yeah, sort of. well, and well, ten years after the original film came out, yeah. isn't it as well? So, yeah. um, but but well, again, thinking about it, maybe it's one of those that if this was the first film that Brooks was making for a, after a, a period of not making a film, it, it's a fairly easy sort of thing to make a film about of isn't it i guess because yeah true if you can 
you know, you could, you've got all the elements there. Then you just have to find ways of twisting them or taking the piss yeah. out of them, I guess. So, but, um, so, I mean, it starts off with the, you know, there's a lot in there that is Star Wars. So you've got the original yeah. crawl. I think apparently uh, George Lucas quite liked it as well from what I've read. Um, so he wasn't particularly offended uh, by it, for some, you know, which is fair enough. Um, but, you know, he went and ruined the Star Wars films on his own. <laughs> <laughs> he then parodied, parodied, parodied Spaceball with Phantom Menace. Yeah. And, you know fucked up the original star wars um you know by making han solo walk on jabba the hut's tail yes and putting shitty cg in there yeah we must have three thousand things flying about and there's got to be something having a shit yeah and greedo shooting first Mm. you know it's like so he, he probably watched Spaceballs and thought, hmm, I've got an idea. <laughs> let's let's fuck up my own film. <laughs> anyway, um, so, I mean, obviously, start, as I say, starts with the crawl. And one of the, the first joke is the, the, the sort of like, it says, you know, if you if you can read this, because the, the text is very fine, you don't need glasses, which I thought yes. was quite funny i must admit um and then the you got the you know the 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 sort of the the piss take of the original ship where the star destroyer is coming over and you realize how big it is and then obviously this just goes on and on and on um you know and it's huge isn't it but also it's a large model which i appreciate yeah it wasn't just like special effects was it it was you know a model and also, I wasn't sure whether this was intentional or not, but it's like the it's like the Jaws. It's theme. exactly what I've written. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this don't half sound like Jaws. Yeah, I thought exactly that. Uh, so, Ian, you're you're introduced to Colonel Sanders. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for that. As soon as soon as said Colonel Sanders, I thought that joke's coming at some point. Yeah. Definitely. And to be fair, it does refrain from it from for longer than I thought they would. Yeah. And they don't overuse it either. I don't. No, no. I think uh, it's a one-shot deal, isn't it? Which is fair enough. And Dark Helmet, as we mentioned, he's played by Rick Moranis. Uh, I have to say, his costume is quite cool. I mean, when yeah. I was looking at it, the, you know, there's a lot going on. He's sort of got, like, tights and hot pants on, which I thought was a bit... But then he's got, like, a tie on as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, um, and obviously the helmet is, like, the, you know, the Darth Vader helmet, but it's massively oversized. Yes. Uh, and he, he's got, like, a flap that he he lifts up and when it's down he's got like the sort of james earl jones voice yeah but, but then when he lifts it up it's he's obviously rick morales yes with his with his glasses and everything yeah um and yeah i think he has you know he has fun with the role i think yeah fair to say. he's he's in it quite a lot and he's probably one of the the high points of the film yeah um, um and uh you you, re, you see uh, like you know what what powers he's got he puts on a ring and he shoots one of the uh sort of like the the you know schwartz saber yeah that's it he shoots one of the space balls in the bollocks uh, yes the salute of yeah they seem to have two salutes one's like a a fuck you and the other one when they're in danger seems to be to cover their balls which i'm obviously we just think helmet goes for sick balls helmet yeah uh and uh so then he's checking the radar which turns out to be a coffee machine and yes um this is the first of many breaking the fourth wall is it the fourth wall is it yeah yeah uh, it, that... yeah they explains the plot doesn't he and yeah then, 
ask the audience if everyone got that. Yes. Uh, and that's the, the other thing as well is that um, when I was talking to Kay, she said she absolutely hates that. When, pe- when, when there's movies and they do that, they sort of look into the camera and refer to the audience. I, I don't mind it, to be fair. I think when it's done well, yeah. it can be quite funny and quite effective. But, but it very uh, much depends on the film. I, I don't think it would have worked in Schindler's List. <laughs> Probably not. No, but uh, yeah, that's a film I've never actually watched. Not that I'm suggesting we sit down and watch it together and talk about it. Uh, <laughs> that would be a hilarious <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, so anyway, you, you then introduced to uh, Princess Vespa, who's getting yes. married. On Dru- Druidia. Druidia to Prince Valium. <laughs> You'll never guess about Prince Valium. He's always yawning. Uh, and then uh, you say Dot Matrix, who like uh, who, who's Joan Rivers. I mean, I didn't I didn't really know much about Joan Rivers. I must admit, sort of uh, growing up, um, no, I, mean, I knew of her. Uh, I knew she was like an American. She got a kind of a I don't want to say annoying voice, but you know, a bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very very outspoken. Um, but she, yeah, so she's you know. Does does the voice? I think she does a, a decent enough job, I guess. Yeah. Uh, obviously playing like a sort of a, a sl- well, C three PO is a fucking neurotic, you know. Yeah. Robot, she's, she's, isn't he? She's not neurotic. She's a bit testy, isn't she? She's a bit. She's got a bit more growliness about her. She's a yeah. bit more angry. Yeah. A bit more snarky. That's it. And and Vespa doesn't want to get married at all to to, and she runs off. Um, and then you see Captain uh, Lone Star and Barf, who. Yes. I have to say, his costume is quite good. I mean, he's got the ears, he's got yeah. the tail. Yeah. And the toes. And the toes. And the, and the weird eye thing. Yeah. And um, apparently they were all, you know, manned independently. Like, you know, they, they, they were all puppeted. You know, yeah. it's like when his ears raise, you know, you see them raise and everything else on the top of his head. Um, but he, he's quite good in it. I mean, you know, he obviously playing... <laughs> <laughs> half man half dog yeah. yeah it's not his best performance he's he's, he's done better characters but he, you know he, yeah he's, he doesn't do too but he doesn't have much to do to be honest no really <clears throat> no and i think when you've got like a big like a costume on like that as well you you kind of probably tend to rely on that because like he does smack lone star in the face with his tail quite a few times yeah doesn't he? His, his tail his tail is like the big physical thing for him that's the that's the that's the bath gag yeah and his name yes um, and they always puzzled me the first because he's eating eating his food out of a big dog bowl thing, isn't he, with bath on it? Yeah. And the uh, the phone goes off, and it still puzzles me a little bit. Right, is Lone Star supposed to be drunk at this point? Good point, <clears throat> actually, because it looks when like he wakes up, he just goes bar bar like he's going to be sick. Yeah. But, but then it's never really alluded to whether he's an alcoholic or he just feels sick or if it's just. The fact he's saying the name Barf, which is, you know, to expel one's semi-digested food from your mouth hole. <laughs> I don't know. But it's the way he says it, isn't it? He says, Barf, 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 Barf. Yeah. Like, you know, it's sort of like he doesn't actually go Barf, like the yeah. fucking phone's ringing. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, why didn't he answer it himself? Yeah, it's right, it's right in front of him, prick. Um, I... 
I like Bill Pullman generally. I think you know he's he's um, he's one of those actors that you know you, you kind of. I always get him mixed up a little bit with Jeff Daniels. I don't know why. It's sort of like the because the, oh, I was thinking I was going to say he was quite good in Speed. Bill Pullman, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and Dumb and Dumber, but <laughs> but maybe I'm thinking Jeff Daniels would have been quite good in this because yeah, I don't think he. Obviously, plays like you know he, he, the Han Solo kind of character, but he's just a bit. I don't think there's much to him in terms of his comedic timing, or you no, know, he, he's, he's the, the character's lacking the comedy and the charisma. Yeah, which if you're playing a Han Solo type, they're quite important. Yeah. So, so, and that's why maybe because I'm thinking of Jeff Daniels. I'm th- oh, I'm just thinking if Jeff Daniels was in this, because I think that could have worked a bit better. Yeah, he would have had better comic timing, I think. Mm. I don't know if Jeff Daniels has ever been a heartthrob, has he? Um, I don't know. I don't know actually. But I mean, there's about to be someone out there who gets a bit moist. But uh, in general, <laughs> um, but anyway, so the phone call that's coming through is Pizza the Hut. Um, and <laughs> it's quite a disgusting costume, though. I have to. It I mean, is, it's, it's hideous. It's, it's it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, the tongue doesn't help either, because it looks like a burn victim's penis. <laughs> but it is like it is um like you know it's dripping with pepperoni and all the like tomato sauce and yeah and the cheese. cheese. It's just yeah, it's like a. It looks more like a giant weeping scab. Yes, it's pretty. Uh, apparently, voiced by Dom DeLuise, um, you know, from I always remember from Cannibal Run movies, um, and uh, so, so anyway, who's, who's Vinny? Right, what's Vinny supposed to be? Is he supposed to be a gangster mobster robot? I think he is that because he, that's the way he, he sort of talks a bit like a New York t- kind of gangster, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's a bit like Max Headroom. I was going to say I couldn't see his face and not think of Max Headroom. I know it's a different color. But I was thinking Max Headroom for some reason as well. Yeah, uh, but he's quite it, it, like he starts eating him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's just hideous. <laughs> it's horrible. Because <laughs> as well, just when the call's ending, uh, the reason why he's calling, him, by the way, is because he that uh, Lone Star owes him like a million space yeah. bucks. Well, it was a hundred thousand space bucks, and uh, through the through interest, it's gone up to a million. That's it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so then he starts eating him, but as the phone call ends, it's like, uh, pizza, the hook starts coughing as well. And it's like, Oh God, he's, he's vile, isn't he? He's he's coughing and and Vinny's like going, Oh, you're delicious. And (laughs) and then he goes, I think he gets, he just gets too close to him and ends up with a smear of cheesy filth. Yeah. (laughs) Of his nose. Yeah. Fucking pizza the hut face spunk. It's disgusting. <laughs> um and then uh so Vespa's left and she's she's in the ship. But then the, there's a gag uh where she's sort of listening to music. because uh, she's got the, the haircut, you know, the, the famous hair yeah. from like the uh, side buns, twisty side it. buns or whatever you want to call them. But they're actually headphones. Uh yeah. not a bad gag. Quite like that. That's that that was a good one. Um and then Mel Brooks uh, comes into it then as President Scroob, and he so he's the the president of the Space Balls, isn't he? And yeah. uh, he he reminded me of like his character in Blazing Saddles of the the mayor, isn't he? Of the of the yeah. town or whatever. And he's a, he's just a buffoon, isn't he? He's just a, a, 
a bit of an idiot. But yeah. he kind of plays, you know, he's a bit of a sex mad uh, idiot. That's that's the way he kind yeah, of... Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, and he's on the phone to somebody saying something about, like, you know, there's, there's no air shortage and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should, we should say, yeah, the whole, the whole reason Spaceballs are baddies is that they've used up all the air on planet Spaceball. Uh, so they're going to go, uh, apparently Druidia's a nearby planet, and their plan is to steal Druidia's air. Uh, yes. By kidnapping, oh, kidnapping, we didn't say that already, kidnapping Vesper. So. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> and and the way that they do it, um, it well, I thought <laughs> quite inventive. I couldn't, I've totally forgotten about that, but anyway, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, <laughs> but he opens a can of Perrier yes. and starts snorting it, which, <laughs> that was quite a good gag. Quite like yeah. That. Um, and then there's this whole scene where you know uh, he, he's on the fu- he, well they they have these screens don't they and he's on this yeah. the, the, this this fit woman sort of like says we need to see you on the deck or something like that uh, and she's like shall I get snotty to beam you down um, and and he does but his head is on backwards to his body yeah. but as Kay pointed out to me his arms are the same pointing the same way as his head. So it's kind of it's not just his head that's on backwards because he checks his own ass and he scratches his ass, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, I don't think Mel Brooks have really turned his head 180 degrees. <laughs> you never know; he might be an owl. <laughs> <laughs> he might be able to. Um, and then, uh, so they're they're shooting at uh, Vesper like dark helmets ship, and <laughs> this say, space is very small in this film mm. because. How did they know? I don't know. But yeah, Spaceball One is suddenly bearing down on on Vespa's space Mercedes. Yes, it's, a, it's very very small space in this film. How close everyone always is to each other. They are because I mean, within two minutes, um, um, I should we should have said as well the spaceship that Lone Star's got is uh it's a winnebago isn't yes. it like, with wings it's yeah. like a, a camper van with wings pretty much but he's he's like just next door to them as well isn't he he's like he can get there really but anyway um this this made me chuckle and uh so they're shooting and like uh dark helmet goes you know don't sh- kill them or don't kill her uh and he, he turns out that the guy's shooting is cross-eyed yes. and he's a major asshole yes um and they're he's like surrounded by assholes yes uh, everyone's a relation and they're all assholes assholes yeah. assholes yes i feel comfortable saying asshole no asshole is an american thing i've I yeah, never said asshole. asshole that's I don't know. why that's my accent my accent i'm keeping it asshole yeah. yeah um i don't know why i said asshole but well, that's what they say in the film isn't it so mm-hmm. um and then uh, vespa calls a dad who uh gets lone star to save her but obviously promising to give him a million space books yeah uh, um and uh so then they jam the radar at, at yeah. this point. again they get the phone call from roland and in the next scene they're straight there so they must have been very close by in space yeah um well the, i mean the film is an hour and 36 minutes long so it, it does i mean i'm not, I'm not is... saying i'm not saying i want a travel scene like indiana jones where there's a map <laughs> in the background and a red line through space it just seems like she's in the tractor beam and then they turn up having just received the call. They must have been able to see this anyway. Mm. It does sound like you're kind of you, you're wishing there was a bit of a 2001 Space Odyssey thing you know, <laughs> going on. Um, but no, it's uh, so yeah, they, they jam the radar, don't they, to, yes. to sneak up on them by actually throwing jam at the yeah. radar. Not a bad literal pun. 
It's okay, yeah. Um, and also and, gives the reason for Michael Winslow to be in the film. Yeah, which I'm good that he wasn't in it more. Yeah. This is pretty much his only scene, isn't it, I think, if I remember yeah. rightly. Maybe they could only afford to hire him for 20 seconds because he was riding high on the police academy thing still. Yeah, uh, and so he it does his thing where, you know, he's, he's whole, the, 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 the voices and everything, which I obviously... Why don't you have a go? Because he says he's lost the bleeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. He's like... <laughs> Which one was that? I don't know. They all sound the same, don't they? <laughs> a cartoon squid. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, again, another sort of gag that it's a film within a film kind of almost like, you know, the, the, the camera zooms in on, um, on dark helmet and knocks him over. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so anyway, they save the, the princess and, and she brings all the luggage. She's a spoiled brat, isn't she? And, you know. and everyone can breathe in space. Yeah. Cause, um, bath get just, you know, pretty much get, they get a ladder from the truck to the Mercedes and just climb up it. Don't they? Yeah. Oh, I'm being too picky, aren't I? <laughs> but you can have fun while obeying science. Yes. Um, but uh, oh, the thing is, I mean, I wouldn't have minded so much if Barth would have done it. Uh, because, you know, I suppose if you think about it, he's an alien, isn't he? But, yeah. but or, Well, he's either that or the product of bestiality. <laughs> good, good point. Um, and uh, yeah, Lone Star and Vesper immediately start falling out with each other doesn't she and yeah. she's a druish princess yes um which some re- is that reference like jewish i believe so or something like that there was, so she there was... doesn't look druish yes um and and again sort of like you know more fourth wall breaking because i think at this point bath looks at the camera doesn't he and yeah starts going on um and then Dark Helmet thinks he's caught Vesper and, and uh, then he smashes his head on the car uh, and everything. And uh, Lone Star escapes by going hyperactive. Yes. Uh, and then there's this chase scene where they go in. Uh, Spaceball One goes at ludicrous speed. Yes. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they've got light. Yeah, they say light speed isn't fast enough to catch them. So, yeah, they've got ludicrous. Sorry, light speed, ridiculous speed and ludicrous speed. And they go all the way to ludicrous speed. Yeah. Uh, and um, then there's like, again, the whole scene where because he's not strapped in dark helmet, he's like kind of hanging on for dear life. And when they stop, uh, he goes headfirst into uh, the, the, you know, the console at the big at the front of the ship and all that kind of stuff. Um and then and did I miss something? Right, go on. When you, obviously, you, like when they go light speed or hyperactive, whatever you want to call it, they've got the standard Star Wars light speed effect. Yes. Um, when they go to ludicrous speed, they go into like a tartan, but they but John Candy says played. Yeah. Which I didn't realise until I read the subtitles. Um, they get into like a tartan tunnel. I didn't know if that was a joke referring to anything or if it was just a thing. Yeah, so I didn't get that either. I mean, there's um, there's a couple of jokes. Uh, there's another one where they sort of, it's like there should be a punchline, but clearly I don't get the reference because uh, there's a bit. More, there's one later on, uh, something mm. about Kafka or something they took. They oh, I got, I, I got that. See, I didn't get that. One. But um, but then 
<laughs> Such a philistine. <laughs> you smug bastard. Uh, you'll have to explain it to me later. Um, but no, so I didn't get that either. They've gone, they've gone, it's plaid or played, isn't it? Yeah. Is it like, you know, um, yeah, I didn't quite understand that either. Um, Glad that wasn't just me. No. Uh, and then they crash on a desert. It's obviously Tatooine. Um, yes. And they run car- out of fuel. Yes. Carrying all the luggage uh, of uh, Vespers, um, and one of the—it's a giant container, isn't it? You know, like a big box, yeah. uh, and it contains a giant hairdryer, which yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought was was quite funny. Uh, but they they chuck all that, and then um, Dark. This is this is probably for me one of the cleverer jokes in the mm-hmm. film because uh, Dark Helmet gets a that they say well where are they we can't find them so he gets a copy of the movie and they start fast forwarding it yeah. uh, so they say okay well you know this is how we're going to track them but we're going to get space balls the movie and then they start watching some of the scenes and then they're watching the scene that where they're at now and they're both kind of like you know yeah. so you've got uh, infinite screens in front of them because everything's copying each other yeah it's like a, yeah no that that was a nice little that was a nice little gag that it Word wise, it reminded me of the of the uh, Roger scene in Airplane, that kind of quick fire gaggery, for want of a better word. Yes. But, um, yeah. No, it's quite it's quite quite clever because yeah, they get they get it. All of the films are Mel Brook films, aren't they? In the um, in their little video shelf. That's right. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Uh, um. And so then he could, so they they see them on the desert, and that's how they find them basically. Um, and then you know Vesper and it's nighttime. Vesper and Lone Star are starting to get a bit closer, and he's got this medallion which he shows to her, which he doesn't understand where he you know what it is because there's some writing on it which he doesn't get. And um, he says that he was as a kid he was found in the Ford Galaxy. Yes. Uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> They're about to to kiss, and <laughs> Dot's virgin alarm goes yes. off. Yes, uh, so that was all right. And um, I, now, see, with me, I was thinking, okay, what sensors has she got? Because she was in sleep mode. Yeah. So, does she have like a vaginal moisture sensor? Oh, yeah. Or, or a, a hormone whiffer, or something. I don't know. A stiffy sensor. Yeah. Like just yeah. A microphone that's only only hears the frequency of moving trousers as the uh, as the sex rod hardens. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so they're walking in the desert and they collapse. And the um, this is where you meet the 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 Jowers, yeah, or Dinks, or the I Dinks as yeah. they're called. Um, and they're sort of like walking along the desert, uh, sort of like coming along to. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, isn't it? The sort of yeah. did do. I thought I thought it was the. Uh... See, I, I, when I no. heard that, all I could think of was the Hitler's only got one ball. Oh, is it? See, I was thinking. What was I thinking? The um. You think it's hi ho? Hi ho! Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. Was it? It was. It was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Which obviously isn't just the Hitler's only got one ball song but I, I can't think of what it actually is yes i we always used to sing that as well uh, when i was <laughs> but weirdly enough when i was a kid like when i was a, in primary school i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah fair yeah i didn't know much about hitler at the time but me was naughty 
and I didn't know that he. Had, why I always thought, why has he only got one ball? Um, what a ball! What a ball! What a massive! Ball. Yeah. Um. So then, Dark Helmet's on the planet now, and he's changed his outfit because he's got like a safari outfit on, but it's like a massive safari helmet. Yes, with two little eye holes in it and a, and a little uh, little door now, rather than a proper slidey face mask thing. Yeah, it's a little little panel. Yes. Um. And they um. Uh, Lone Star and all those, they're, they're inside this cave area and, and they're looking uh, and they find a giant statue. And this is where they meet Yogurt. Yes. And he tells them all about the Schwartz. Yes. The Force? No, the Schwartz. Ah. <laughs> um, and he shows them the merch store. Yeah, he? he says, what do you do down here? And he goes, merchandising. And then he uh, yeah shows them all the Spaceballs merch that then appears in the film from this moment forth. Yes, like the Spaceballs toilet paper, the Spaceballs mm. bedspread, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Obviously, Space- this, is, this is a dig at, a dig at uh, George Lucas for his merchandising thing with, with Star Wars, obviously. Yes. Yeah. But again, a, a bit late since George was rolling in money for the previous decade because of his merch deal with Star Wars. Yeah, I bet he was really pissed off about that, wasn't he? Because he's really cutting edge <laughs> gag, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sat there crying and blowing his nose with $100 bills. Mm. Uh, and then you see Scrooge in bed with these two twins. And yeah. Is he fingering both of them at the same time? <laughs> well, they're both giggling, aren't they? So, yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, there's a similar scene in um, Blazing Saddles, isn't there, where he's sort of like, you know, he's got this uh, slapper in his, his yeah. room. Um, Maybe Mel just likes the smell of a duvet fanny. Mm. especially twi- i mean you know if, if you're gonna i mean he's married to Anne bancroft isn't he so mm. um but i mean you know he's doing right there but at the same time if you're thinking hmm i get to play a part in this film what would be good for me oh i'll play a horny bastard and i'll get some fit twins and i'll be yeah. in bed with them that's well you say fit well they're okay they're fit in the same way as the twins on funhouse <laughs> i don't remember them that's weird. Oh, that's Pat Sharp, isn't it? But I don't yes. remember the twins. Melanie, Mel and... Uh, ooh. Kim. Mel and Kim. No, not Mel and Kim. Oh. <laughs> it was Mel and someone else, but they were twins. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. They weren't um, very foxy either. Mm. Uh, but he says to comb the desert. And guess what happens next? They comb the desert with a comb? <laughs> with, with giant combs. Yes. Apart uh, from apart from the um, other space balls, who for some reason are using an afro comb. Mm. Yeah, because uh, one of them makes a joke. Say, you know, have you found anything? He said, we ain't found shit. Um, which was a good accent of mine, I thought. I'm not going to make yeah. any more comments about that. Um, so, but yoga uh, is sort of teaching Lone Star to use the Schwartz. Yes. Um, and he gets him to pick up the statue, um, and he drops it on Barth's foot. Yeah, uh, which is then flattened, isn't it, to a pancake? Yeah, bit too, bit too Looney Tunes for my liking that one. Yeah, um, and then Dark Helmet tricks Vespa into coming out to of the the cave sort of thing, uh, and because he, he sort of makes him out to be like King Roland, doesn't yeah, he? She she falls for the old fake dad routine. Yeah. Um, and then yogurt says goodbye to them. Uh, and like, again, uh, it's sort of, you know, 
I quite liked it, appreciated it. It didn't make me laugh out loud, but I kind of appreciated that. I'll see you soon in the sequel, Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money, or something yeah. like that, which I thought was all right. Um, it gives him a fortune cookie and the fabled Schwartz ring. Yes, because you can't tell him what his medallion is, but he says it'll all make sense at some yeah. point. Um, and this is where Dark Helmet's playing with his dolls, which apparently yes. was all ad-libbed at, um, you know, <laughs> He's sort of like you know doing doing the thing about uh, pl- playing with these dollies. We're also, a uh, set of dolls that never came out, were they? I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were all right as well. Yeah, they, 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 look, they look pretty good. Quite, quite a good likeness of the main characters. Um, and then Scroob's having a piss, and yep. his his wall window sort of video thing pops up. Yes, that stern, slightly attractive woman again. Yes, um, and they're about to torture Vesper, aren't they? Um, yes. By reversing her nose job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which I thought was all right. Um, now, her nose. Yes. Is it supposed to be like a witch's nose, or is that her original druish nose? Oh, good point. Yeah, because it, it does a bit, look a bit, it's a bit crooked, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit bumpy and big, like, uh, you know, like a witch's nose. But since they are hinting at the druish type thing, I wonder if it was supposed to be a, the, the druish nose. Mm-hmm. Good point, actually. I hadn't thought about that. Um, and um, so they they're forcing Roland to get the combination to yes. unlock the the air shield. Yeah, um, uh, why have they got an air shield? <laughs> um, good point. Why have they got an air shield? Because it must be quite new if they think the spaceball is going to nick their air. Because you're assuming that spaceball city or planet or whatever wouldn't survive without air for too long. So they must have known that the space ball was running out of air and then gone, shit, we best construct a giant shield around our planet. It is. With, I mean, with one door in it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's a pretty amazing feat of technology, isn't it, mm. really? To, to, to encase a planet in this yeah. this shield, which has a, a glass window or glass yeah. door. I mean, surely that would make it a bit like a greenhouse and too warm, but... Oh. We're bringing science into it again. <laughs> um, but it turns out the password is one, two, three, four, five. And like, yes. they make a big thing out of saying, oh, well, only an idiot would have their password um, at, at set to that. And guess whose password is set to that? Is it Scrooge's luggage? It might well be. Yeah. Um... <laughs> or, you, or do you mean personally? Is that is that like your is that your uh, pin number? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not every password you've ever done is just one two three four five <laughs> well yeah i mean my work's sort of like computer's password is you usually just have the same password and put a number at the end don't yeah. you just because you think oh for fuck's sake i can't be asked to do this i've um, already got seventeen thousand of the fuckers to remember i can't be bothered to do another one yes um but the, again another sort of gag because they tur- he turns the screen off but he actually turns the whole screen off so yes. like for us yeah. so it all goes black and dark um and then lone star goes to rescue the princess um and um they're having like a, a gunfight aren't they pretty yeah. much that's uh, where you get the wilhelm scream as well yeah uh i miss that I know. I normally pick up on that. Yeah, um, but Bath pulls off like these kind of canisters 
doesn't he? Uh, like yeah. these, these tubes off the wall, and they shoot the lasers, the space balls shoot their lasers into it, but then obviously it fires back onto themselves um, and kills them, which I thought was okay. Yeah. Um, and this uh, this again was I thought was quite clever because they're, they're sort of like the space balls are chasing after them and uh, Dark Helmet, and they capture, they think they've captured them, but it's yes. actually their stunt doubles yeah it? no that's quite good yeah yeah so, yeah so, they, yeah they've got desperate yeah they've got desperate at this point yeah yeah um and um then they go back to the ship and vesper sort of like they singe her hair don't they and she yeah. turns to, she goes initially I, I can't shoot this gun or some shit like that yeah. and then um they singe her hair and she ends up taking like like a whole squad of, of space balls out doesn't she like rambo style yeah uh uh, and then Spaceball Which 1... Which is good, because the, the Spaceballs, like Stormtroopers, can't shoot for shit. No, not at all. Uh, and they've got massive helmets, haven't they? Like, yeah. really big, oversized helmets. Um, Spaceball 1 turns into a maid at this... Like a Transformer, isn't yes. it? At this point. Um, and and for Metamorphosis, this is your Kaf- Kafka thing. Uh, ah, right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a book called Metamorphosis. I think it's by Franz Kafka. It's about a man who turns into a cockroach, I believe. Oh, bloody hell. Look at you. Yes. Clever bastard. Um, clearly that one went right over my head. Well, yeah. If it had been like a Garfield and Jim Davis ref- reference, you'd have been okay. Mm. Um, and so the maid, like the head of it is a bit like um, the Statue of Liberty, I would say, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much identical, almost. Yeah, and then it's got like a vacuum cleaner, and they start sucking the air out of the um, the planet. And it's amazing how quickly everything gets sucked out of the planet, doesn't yeah, it? Bloody quickly! A bit. It's also well because it's supposed to suck the air out, but it starts sucking like all of the water and trees. Yes, as well. Which, if they're going to blow that onto their own planet, it's going to make a right mess. Mm, it is. Yeah, because like all the snow caps he's coming off the mountains yeah. the snow and everything and yeah I mean, they, and, and they did a vacuum it just didn't have a hepa filter now and, <laughs> and roland he he well you think he dies quite quickly doesn't he it's like <laughs> yeah. the air goes you know um and then uh lone star uses the schwartz to turn off the machine because like it's got like an on off and reverse yeah sort of knob on it hasn't it pretty much yeah um puts it back into blow blow mode yes which then puts everything back in exactly the way it came off like the yeah. trees get planted replanted <laughs> don't they um and and lone star flies into the ear of the the mega maid and finds a self-destruct button and this is where they have the showdown isn't it yeah. um old dark I mean, helmet why do they always have self-destruct buttons yeah i don't understand that again it's like it's that debate isn't it about the um the death star you know you built this amazing armored um spaceship that's capable yeah. of destroying planets and you create this this weakness you know yeah. precise a precise little tunnel that just yeah will blow it up that's just the right size for a torpedo to go down mm. it doesn't make any sense at all does it really no. um uh, and so they're about to so like blow up the ship and uh, he gets confronted um, and he 
so he, he says you know we basically said something like i am your father's brother's cousin's roommate yeah, or something, something like that, that. um <laughs> uh and then they they get their rings out they get and their schwartzes out don't they get that yeah which they basically they're saying these they're cocks isn't it yes That's pretty much i it. can see your schwartz is as big as mine yes mm. um and dark helmet kills a crew member which yep. I thought that was quite good um and then uh they have a like i say they're having this kind of scrap and then lone star stuntman starts getting involved a bit doesn't he doing backflips and all sorts <laughs> yeah. uh and then he does the this was quite funny i think this was quite funny in terms of like just rick moranis kind of you know doing his thing but he he, he basically tricks him to take the ring off him, his finger, doesn't he? And then yeah. throws it. And he's like, I can't believe you fell for that. And all that. You know what I mean? Does uh, he start to go Jamaican? He does at one point. Yeah, I thought yeah. that. Because uh, he goes, oh, man, I can't believe you fell for that one. Was, yeah. That was my Irish Jamaican. <laughs> I could say. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Fucking great accent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but L- Lone Star again, he, he uses a mirror to deflect the nut shot, which then hits um, Dark Helmet, doesn't he? Yeah. And they abandon ship, and all and sundry uh, getting off this bloody space. I mean, it just goes a bit mental now, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. There's there's mimes, a bear, a bear lady. Yes, uh, they're all leaving. Which, but they it leaves Scroob Sanders and helmet helmet yeah. yeah oh we should say as well the joke with sanders obviously is they they call him a chicken at one oh yeah point. yeah we forgot to crush the most obvious joke and you could possibly have but we didn't mention it um but, and they going up to ludicrous speed what's the matter kind of sanders chicken yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they they fight they think there's a cancel button but it's out of order um yes. now this surprised me because one of them says fuck does he yeah and because I looked, I was looking at IMDb and all those, you know, the little facts and bits and pieces. And because, yeah, it's in there. One of them says fuck. And because there's plenty of shits. I mean, this is this yeah. was the, the the sort of, you know, the 80s, wasn't it? And you could get yeah. away with a bit more. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of more shit. There's lang- there's uh, uh, Barth puts his finger up uh, at one point to, to some one of the um, space balls. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he says fuck. So yeah, he's also I bet I bet she gives good helmet. Yes, that's uh, in there as well. Yeah, um, and but anyway, the head blows off and it goes flying through space, and then the next thing you know is there's a news report saying that Pete's the Hut has eaten himself. In the, <laughs> yeah, he got trapped in a car in the back of his car or something. <laughs> uh, and then Lone Star drops off Vespa, and they then go to a diner, and I, the Millennium Falcon is there. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. Yes, the the Millennium Falcon is is like on the car park of this space diner, whatever if you want to call it that. Oh, I wonder how much they had to give George Lucas to allow that. <laughs> and um, twenty one million of the twenty two million budget. Just add to his his stack of cash. Yeah. Um. And then and then, uh, how do you feel about it? so they you see John Hurt who's at yeah. the end of the counter. And they order their food, and then it's the scene taken pretty much directly out of Alien, isn't it? Like he's yeah. there with his crew, who are even looking like 
the crew members, yeah. you know, of the the film of uh, Alien, you know, and then obviously he does his famous scene where the alien pops out of his chest. Uh, I make it sound so lovely, don't I? It was like yeah. the alien just popped out of his chest, um, and then you know it does the whole scene where it looks around, but then it sort of pops on a hat and has a, a little, little cane. Cane <laughs> does a little dance number and dances yeah. across the uh, across the bar. Starts, yeah, is it hello, my baby, hello, my darling, hello, my ragtime gal, or something? <laughs> Um, obviously they see this play out and they go like check please what did you think about that gag just now when i were young when i were young uh yeah i pissed myself at that i found that really really funny yeah i don't know now i don't know it i think if you i'm gonna say out of all of the chest bursting gags i've seen but i can't think of any others (laughs) Like it's a really, it's a really common genre. Yes. Um, I think it's, if you're going to do that, it's as good as you're going to do it because it's different and you've got John Hurt in there to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't hit with me as much this time, though. Yeah, it's weird because I'm probably like you. I would have like pissed myself when I was a kid, you know, going, oh, my God, look what I just did. But like now I'm sort of watching it and I, I'm probably one of those weird people that like prefer. I, I prefer Aliens to Alien. Don't get me wrong; both amazing films. But if I had the opportunity, if, if somebody said to you, "What do you want to watch, Alien or Aliens?" I'd say I think I'd, Aliens I'd, is an easier watch. I'd watch Aliens. I don't mean that's not a negative at all. Yeah, yeah you're calling me thick again, aren't you? No, yes. I'm not. No, no, no. I, I agree. <laughs> I think Alien, in some respect, is a better film, but Aliens is a better movie. Hmm. In entertainment wise, I think. Yeah, I think as I I would have watched Aliens around the time that Spaceballs came out. Yeah, um, and I remember watching that on VHS a lot and loving it. And uh, you know, because it was awesome, you know, and it is awesome. Um, so, I'm, but I don't know. It's it's almost like I'm annoyed at John Hurt for doing it. <laughs> No, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like oh, you sell out. Yeah, and I, and I, I don't know why exactly, but because you know, people can take the piss out of whatever they want. And yeah. the thing is, if he decided to do it, nobody fucking put a gun to his head and say, right, you do this. But at the same time, I just think, I don't know, it just didn't, it, it didn't work for me. I just, I just, thought, it's I posher and better that he's in it because it's more true to what it was. Mm. But at the same time, it might have been funny if it wasn't him. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. The fact that it's him kind of distracts from the gag as a whole. Yes, because it's more because it's more for, more familiar the, to the original scene. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, it did. Yeah, I got it, but it, it did. Yeah, it didn't land with me particularly, which is a shame because the, the weirdest thing I had about this film was I haven't seen it for so long, but I generally remembered everything in it. Oh, okay, right, okay, really odd. Mm. Um, just fi- to finish off then. So Vesper's about to marry. Um, uh, Valium. Valium again. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Lone Star's pissed off and everything. Yeah. But then. Uh, did you find out he didn't take the money, did he? Didn't take the million space bucks. Yeah, that's right. Because, um, like, she, she's then sort of going, oh, well, you know, he must love me and all that. But obviously, because he's not a prince, he can't marry her. But yeah. then, um, what's his face? Old Yogurt pops up. Uh, pops out of the fortune cookie. That's right. Uh, and 
he says, you know, that thing around your neck says that you're a prince. Yeah. So he turns out that he's Prince Lone Star. Uh, they fly back to Druidia and to Vespa. And then and that must because they get that special fuel liquid Schwartz. Yes. And that must have been really quick because in, the, you know, they went, they did a, they did the skid marks in space. Yeah. Straight back to Druidia via some kind of clothing merchant and hairstylist. Ah, yes. A be uh, what's it called? Because uh, he's got like a big fancy white suit on, hasn't he? Yeah. Barf's got his hair in like a, I don't know, like a posh dog duck's ass or something. <laughs> Um, and then Dark Helmet lands on Planet of the Apes. Yes, uh, pretty much. And yeah, uh, yeah and and then that's the, that's with the poshest apes as well. Yes. Oh, uh, that coming out of her nose? Space balls. Oh shit! Mm, really, quite posh. Yeah, there goes the planet. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's it. So, I watch this till the very end because there's a space ball song isn't there that plays a, like a couple of yeah times. out of nowhere yeah suddenly yeah, when they're um when they're escaping the mega maid suddenly there's like a like an 80s rock song of space balls and it's actually um you know uh got references to the plot hasn't it because like they yeah. talk about stealing the air the air and everything and um and it's like space balls and all this kind of shit um but i thought there was going to be like you know something at the end of the film or something yeah, like a that played, stinger or something that played throughout the credits or you know or, or something at the very end but there wasn't which no i was a bit disappointed about no um, outtakes no extras no nothing i mean you'd have thought as well that, that this would have been perfect for outtakes or yeah. something like that wouldn't you um because the i mean like, i always think about the, the like the cannonball run movies yeah. there, there were always yeah. stuff like that at the very end wasn't that yeah. um and you would have thought that there would they would have there would have been something um which would it me obviously for me would have made the film better <laughs> well <laughs> so anyway this was your pick mm. uh, <laughs> i think people can possibly tell from you know what we, we that we've been talking about what we think about the film um does it stand up for you oh absolutely i thought it was brilliant <laughs> fair enough um no, no, it, no, no, no. Nope, sadly not. No, um, I, I, I was looking. I paused this several times just to see how far I got left to go. It's only, it's only one hour thirty-six, and uh, I think I, I'm like thirty-eight minutes through, and I thought oh, there's only got like ten minutes left. I was devastated. <laughs> I was devastated. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't expect to love it. Because, you know, comedy is very different when you're nine than mm. when you're 41 um, in some respects. Uh, but I thought I'd probably get some enjoyment out of it. And I was surprised when I watched it that I knew what was coming. And the problem that gave me was I knew what was coming. And because I, I'm now looking at it through my aged, miserable eyeballs, it's like I, could, I just knew what was going to happen next. I knew I wasn't going to laugh. Mm. So every second I watched this film, my black and miserable soul was ruining it for me even more. Oh, that's harsh. Although there was, there was a couple of little bits that I, I did like. I did like the the, um, the bit where they were watching themselves. I thought that was quite clever. Um, and there was the odd gag that I thought that, that I thought was half decent. 
but I think like you said about the start, like if you look at if you look at something like a Blazing Saddles, the 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 jokes are funnier, the gags are funnier, and the satire and everything behind it is just way more powerful and just adds a weight to it. Whereas this this is just a flat out it's just a spoof. It, I, I, there's no meat behind anything. It is just yeah. Just it, and it just fell flat for me completely. Like a like a popped breast implant <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think i laughed once and it wasn't even it wasn't like a belly laugh it was a uh it was more of a a, a, a polite chuckle rather I, than I, a, I didn't even do that i think i smirked okay yeah um, <laughs> so yeah and it's i'm a bit like you you know I, I kind of i remembered probably more of it as i was watching it than i thought I, I, so it's a weird one isn't it because obviously mm. you you if i can remember it then you would have thought that you must think well actually i must have quite liked it or i must have thought it was really maybe oh, i probably did back then but um again i sort of have recollections of sort of like my mom and my dad being in the background whilst i was watching it and i was yeah. probably laughing and they were probably thinking god this is a lot of shit in it right really. <laughs> <laughs> um not. And I think it does. It's one of those films that I, I defy any. I mean, we've had some t- t- Twitter correspondence, and and it's interesting reading the Twitter correspondence coming through because the the apart from maybe one uh, which we'll read, um, the general feeling is that people think this film is really funny and hilarious. I wonder if 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 they've watched it recently. And I do want. I, yeah, I do wonder that. I do wonder if it's. Um, if it is just their mind sort of playing tricks on them, because I mean, like those films that I mentioned at the beginning, I think it doesn't hold a candle to any of them at no, all. No, I, I mean, so. you know, even like Hot, Hot Shots Part Deux, I think he's like I saw that at the cinema, and I, and I sit still now, sit down and watch that, and think it's it's quite funny. That you know what I mean? Another Cypress Pirate video for me, and yeah, I I yeah, I thought that was excellent at the time. I mean, I haven't seen it for a while. Not you know, maybe a couple of years, but yeah, when I watched it last time, I still chuckled, yeah, chuckled heartily throughout at several points. Yeah, this was disappointing in just how average it was, regardless of even who made it or who was in it. It was it was so, yeah, yeah, just didn't it fell so flat for me. And I mean, like Rick Moranis does his best, but he yeah. borders on annoying. You know, um, yeah. uh, Bill Pullman, as I mentioned. It, it, there's no char- charisma at all. No. You know, there's no real comedy there. There's there's one scene where he's in the. I mean, he even he looks a bit uncomfortable to be in the film. To be honest with you, um, there's a, there's one scene where he's in the, they're in the desert and like he gives his coat to Vesper and he says like you know oh, you'll be cold and she'll say oh no you you keep it you'll be cold or something and he says oh, I won't feel the cold and then he kind of does that chilly little shiver doesn't he little yeah. shiver thing. So there's that doesn't sell it like Van Damme does in AWOL though. No, not at all. And but it, it's almost like you kind of thinking that you know he, you know she does all right in it. I think Daphne, Z- but she just plays spoiled, doesn't she? Really, yeah, um, she plays spoiled brat. Um, the, the biggest disappointment was John Candy. Yeah, John Candy's a funny bloke. Uh, he's given nothing. No, he's really got nothing to do. He. If anything, out of everyone, he's the voice of reason. Because all the points when um, 
Lone Star's arguing with Vespa, he's the one who brings in like the voice of reason to stop him arguing. Mm. And it's just, no, he's worth more than that. Mm. So there you go. Wow. This is our proper... I mean, the Golden Child was a bit of a dud, but I think I we... I say, I'm on a fucking roll, aren't I? <laughs> but this, this, <laughs> this was a proper... I think this is our full first full bomb, isn't it? Really? Yeah. No, I think so. Um, so, and my wife just handed me a, a note which says, "The more I hear you tell the story of the whole film, the more shit it sounds." <laughs> <laughs> it really was fucking awful. Uh, so there you go. You've got my wife's thoughts on it. But anyway, we did have some Twitter correspondence. Which uh, should, should we have a look at those and read those yeah. out? You, do you, you want to kick off? Uh, go on then. So this one is from Gareth Cutcliffe. Hey. Or, hey? Where, are you, where are you starting from? This is a new one. I'm, well, I'm starting from the top. No, you're not. Uh, well, on my Twitter page, I am. Oh, my God. Uh, hang on a second. So what are, you, what are you looking at? The, the WhatsApp? I don't have the Twitter page, do I? Sorry. I'm, all I've got is the WhatsApp thing. With Okay. The first one you sent me was... Uh... Was our good buddy, good buddy, Mister Alan J. Sanders? I've sent you more since then. God. I know that you, Joey, but I'm just, <laughs> how am I supposed to know the order? Well, anyway, well, I'll start with Gareth Cutcliffe, <laughs> and he says, uh, "I remember watching it on video as a kid. The part where the bad guys are combing the desert. That image has stuck with me. Found it so funny as a kid. Yeah. I should add. Yeah, that's uh, okay. fair enough. Yep." Yeah. Go on then, go with Alan then, next. Oh, I gave you that one because it was longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Mr. S- Mr. Sanders, old Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, he says, I saw it in the theatre when it was first released. My buddies and I laughed our butts off. We loved all of the... Ugh, we loved all of the parity references uh, to other sci-fi movies and shows the gag about watching Spaceballs the movie was brilliant however mm. however I really watched it a few years ago did you mean recently um, and found that most of the jokes were stale and no longer held the charm that my memories of the movie contained I realised Brooks early genius was in making sure his satire was also reflecting social commentary Spaceballs doesn't and I think that's why it fails. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah absolutely spot on. Bang on. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, then we've got Math or at Geary Boy seventy four. Remember going to small town cinema to see with mates, then dragged my dad the next day. Uh, sorry, the next night to see it again. Scattergun delivery of gags, many groans and guffaws, lo- loads of quotable lines, ludicrous speed. It extracts the urine and cherishes the source material in equal measure. Uh, then we have multi-platform man or mm-hmm. good old Colm. Mm-hmm. We know him from our old days. Uh, last Save Loaded podcast, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, and he says, what a classic piss take on the Star Wars, on the Star Wars, on Star Wars, I should say. And it's still funny to this day. It's hard to believe it's 33 years old. It's also got the legend John Candy. Awesome movie. Oh, Colm. Fucking hell. 
<laughs> he's quite old, though, isn't he? And he's Irish. Um... <laughs> Can't say that these days. <laughs> uh, so uh, at uh, Sratham, and this is uh, Carl Palmer from A Band of Gamers podcast. Uh, Damn, such an amazing movie. Radar jammed with actual jam. The alien scene at the end in the diner. Perrier, Pizza the Hut, Rick Moranis at his absolute best. I didn't see you playing with your doll, sir. John Candy, such a legend. And the former roommate speech just kills me. I think he quite likes it then. Yeah. Sorry, we, we didn't like it as much. Yeah. But, yeah, everyone was entitled to their opinion. We've we got one more. Do you want to Have do the last one? Yes. Where? Where? <laughs> Honestly, uh, try to give off screenshots. Shorty boy. I can't find it. You go no, for it. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, so he says, some great gags, quite a few bad ones too. There you are. It's yeah. fair enough. Oh, there you are. Sorry, Christopher. That's all right. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast, isn't it? To... I know, but it's because we've done we've done quite well up to now. I was thinking we could get we we could get through this forever without finding a bad one. Ooh, well, never mind. Well. So anyway, the the pick, uh, the film that I've picked for next time, uh, we're going to be looking at a horror film mm-hmm. uh, from 1986, uh, written by Clive Barker. I know Light what you're thinking. Breed. I know what you're thinking. No, that was a bit later. That was 1990. Not Hellraiser. Not Hellraiser. Um, and it stars. I might just read out the cast text. You know, say you don't know, you don't know who, what it is. Uh, David Dukes, Kelly Piper, Hugh O'Connor, um, Cora Venus Lunny. Is that a real fucking name? Um, Ronan Wilmot. Oh, is that Gary Wilmot's brother? <laughs> uh, no, you're not going to get it. Anyway, it is a movie I haven't seen for years. But I watched quite a bit when I was a kid. And it's called Rawhead Rex. Uh, I have heard of that, bizarrely. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's really shit. Because I've noticed that the... Um, shit in a good way, I should say. I've noticed that the, the films that we tend to like tend to be the lower end of the budget, if you know what I mean. Like the yeah, ones that true. really try... The ones that try, so like The Golden Child or Spaceballs that have got money spent on them, you know what I mean? They're, they're ones that we don't really sort of get on that well with, but the yeah, sort true. of lower end of the scale where the budgets aren't that great. Yeah, so tend to... you, you have seen this before? Oh, yeah, I've seen this one before when I was a kid, yeah. Not for yeah. a long time, though. Okay, all right then. So, yes. Interesting. Raw Head Rex. Uh, so that. That'll be fun. And he's only on for an hour and a half as well, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. Right then. Well, uh, if you want to check out all the other podcasts that we do, as I said, there are lots of them. Uh, Go to 60minuteswith.co.uk or go to the Twitter page, which is at 60minuteswith. There's always um, little competitions and things for DVDs, music, CDs, all sorts of different things, books, all that shizzle. Uh, There's uh, reviews on there. Uh, I'm at DastardlyJabby. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Adam, where are you? I'm at Eight Mutterings. And we'll see you next time for some Rawhead Rex. <laughs> what an amazing name for a film. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.
बाय Yeah. <laughs>